welcome to the Treatment Marketing Podcast, where we share what's really working to generate admissions consistently and ethically so you can help more people escape addiction. If you're ready to grow your census, let's get started. Hi, it's Nate, and this is the Treatment Marketing Podcast. I was on a call this past week, and I was speaking to the owner of a treatment center, actually kind of a big conglomerate of treatment centers, and he used a phrase with me that's kind of a trigger phrase, and it reminded me that I'd heard this throughout the industry over the past couple years, and that it as a concept is ruining advertising in the industry. The phrase is call volume. And it's just one of two big misconceptions that I'm going to share with you on today's episode. So when we talk about treatment marketing, what are we talking about? This is a podcast for ethical treatment centers who want to help more people. That's our mission. And we were looking for ways to add more value to the existing marketing universe. What can we tell you in this podcast that you're not going to hear elsewhere? Because otherwise, why tune in? So I had the idea that I wanted to start out today by calling out sort of the biggest bits of conventional wisdom in the industry that are also wrong. And they're wrong in ways that are keeping you from getting new clients as efficiently as possible, and also in ways that are redounding to cause things to be more difficult for the industry as a whole. So what are they? The first is call volume. And the reason that call volume is so insidious is because it emphasizes quantity and tells you nothing about quality. So first, I'm going to talk a little bit about what people mean when they say call volume. And next, I'm going to talk about what we should actually be looking into when we think we want call volume. And finally, I'll talk about the perverse incentives you're creating by demanding call volume. So call volume is the idea that if you're going to pay a marketer to generate leads for you, and by leads, we mean people calling you so that hopefully you can admit some of them to your center so that you can help them. It makes sense on paper, right? The more calls you get, if you're admitting people at a certain rate, the more admits, the more intake you're going to have. So for years on end, treatment center owners have been saying to marketers, get us call volume. Here's the problem in terms of the way we actually design a strategy to produce call volume. It turns out that there are ways to run campaigns, whether you're talking about television and radio, the internet, whether that's AdWords or Facebook, or other means of advertising to produce maximum call volume at the expense of quality. So let me give you two quick examples from our realm of expertise, which is the internet. So if you want to get call volume on Google AdWords, you can optimize for cheap clicks for generic keywords that everybody else is searching for. And you can run 100 calls to a call center and none of them will have qualified insurance. In Facebook, the platform which in the last year and a half we've been specializing in, you can do exactly the same thing. And it's, I'll talk about this in a later episode, but this is the way practically everybody runs ads there, is you use some generic throwaway copy and a photo of a junkie and you run it directly to a lead form or homepage. And you don't don't say anything about your center or your website. So you're not giving anyone who was making a truly informed research decision any information about you. So who is that going to leave? Desperate people. So you can run a campaign that will get a huge amount of call volume for cheap and will select for entirely Medicare and Medicaid calls. So what are we incentivizing when we ask for call volume? 
what we're incentivizing is marketers to go out and do that. And basically, a system has grown up around lead aggregation and misleading advertising, which if you're listening to this, it's probably because you've heard about a lot of these things in the news where certain, we'll say, disreputable players posing as local treatment centers ran ads. And actually, they were for these review websites and they would send people out of state, etc. We've all heard about this. When you tell a marketer, get me call volume, you're telling them the more calls you can get regardless of quality, the better you'll be able to serve us, the more money you'll make. And so naturally, the place where they're going to go is, well, what if I just run my own website and generate calls and then sell them off on a per call basis? So that's when you get these services, which will charge you X amount for 100 calls. And those of you listening, what does the quality tend to be (laughs) with those calls? It's not good. Okay, so how do we redefine the paradigm? What we look at in our particular world is how much does it cost to get you a VOB? How much does it cost to get you an admin? So what happens is that if you're running campaigns a certain way, you may have to churn through two or 300 inquiries before somebody's got qualified insurance. But it turns out there are ways to tweak campaigns. If all of a sudden you're not optimizing for call volume, but you're optimizing for call quality or admit volume, you're going to put certain measures in place, which number one, let people who are desperate for a quick solution and are not qualified for your center, that you're not for them. And number two, you're going to run a campaign in a way that gives people who are going to turn into qualified leads, those with qualified insurance policies, parents and family members of addicts doing comprehensive research to make a decision, enough information so that they can judge number one, that your center is safe and that you're not fly by night. And number two, how you're different from all those other options they might be considering. And what that might look like at the end is instead of getting 100 calls and they're all Medicare, Medicaid, maybe you get 10 calls and they all have qualified PPO insurance. And that's what we do for centers, although this podcast isn't explicitly about us. But whenever I get a question about call volume, I always have to explain this concept to people. And again, I don't know where it came from. It might just be because somebody in the marketing department knows he or she is never going to get fired for paying for call volume, but it's completely perverted the industry. Okay, so on to the second misconception that's costing addiction treatment centers money and in the end is killing the efficacy of the industry. Comprehensive marketing strategy. So how many websites have I seen that promise this? Where I don't have anything in front of me, I quoted this in an article, but one thing I've seen a lot is you can't compete unless you have a comprehensive marketing strategy. In today's rough and tumble internet world, (laughs) where people would just as soon shoot you in the face as take a second look at your advertisement, you need a comprehensive marketing strategy. You got to get a comprehensive marketing strategy happening. So what do they mean? What they mean is these overarching agencies that specialize in specializing in nothing. So they'll give you SEO, they'll give you social, they'll give you some paid traffic. And let me first talk about the marketing rationale for this. And this is ingenious. So I've spoken to a number of centers who tell me they have a marketing agency of record, an AOR, and that these people are giving them a comprehensive marketing strategy. And here's the funny part. When I ask them, okay, so why are you still looking? Why are we on the phone? Why are we speaking? They say, well, because I 
I could still use another 10 admits a month. We're still at, at half census. So obviously that begs the question, what's this comprehensive marketing strategy doing for you? Here's the hat trick that the comprehensive marketing strategy plays. It allows the agency to be judged on being out there hustling for you, building out your website, building out your social presence. Tell me if you've heard this one, getting in front of people and at least for a time, never need to be judged on actual results. So we painted ourselves into a corner at my agency because we live and die by results. We tell prospective clients the average result we're going to get them. We tell them what it's reasonable to expect in terms of actual bottom line admits for the money they're investing with us. So if we're not delivering those results with shades of gray, if enough time passes, they're going to be dissatisfied. But if we wanted to join the ranks of these comprehensive marketing strategy firms, we could just say, well, we're getting you in front of people. We're building out your website. We're doing your SEO. These all take time. How about this one? These are investments in an asset. Okay, so really quickly, let's go into two big reasons in my mind why a comprehensive marketing strategy, at least for what it purports to be, is largely a waste of money. So number one is the utter lack of any sort of measurement of its efficacy. And I can tell this when I speak to center owners who tell me they have these comprehensive strategies. And even when you read the website rhetoric from marketers who offer the comprehensive strategies, they're never talking about how they're going to track results. So in a real results-based campaign, you need to have a ledger where you have dollars in, add dollars spent on the top line, and return on investment ROI on the bottom. And if those don't square up, then you've got an issue. But you know whether or not you're wasting your ad money, because why would you spend dollar one on advertising if eventually you didn't get a return? You might as well just build a center and save all that money and spend it hiring better staff or training people, etc. So eventually you need your marketing dollars to be working for you. But run and hide if you hear a marketing pitch where an agency doesn't tell you what metrics they're tracking, so what are their key performance indicators, and or tell you how they're going to track ultimately the results. So that's issue number one with comprehensive marketing strategy. Issue number two, and I've written about this before, is a little thing I like to call the vending machine problem. And this comes from Gabriel Weinberg, who wrote a book called Traction, who got it from Peter Thiel, the founder of PayPal and Palantir. Listen, if you think this is only small stuff, one of the biggest billionaires in the world out of Silicon Valley is hip to this. He says that a lot of companies are invested in multiple marketing channels and that by and large, that's a waste and they're probably going to fail. The most successful companies found one, just one marketing channel to move the needle for each stage of its growth. Okay, well, say you've got three different marketing channels. Say you're doing Facebook advertising, say you're doing AdWords, and say you're doing SEO. Why not continue to spend equally in all three if they're all getting you results? The idea is that to the degree that you can tell, if you know that statistically significantly one of those channels is getting you better results, why would you not spend all of your money there? Or at least use what's called a barbell strategy where you put 90% of your spend there and you diversify a little bit with the remaining 10%. So this is still a little bit murky and partially because it's just such a foreign concept in medicine in general, but in particular in addiction treatment. 
So I have an analogy that I like to use to help make the point, and that is the vending machine analogy. So imagine you have three vending machines in the break room, but instead of giving you delicious snacks, they give you denominations of money. And I think you, some of you might already see where this is going. So the first machine, if you put in 50 cents, it gives you 75 cents back. The second machine, if you put in 50 cents, it gives you $1.50 back. The third machine gives you $5 back, so it gives you 10x. And you know this for sure. You know how much each one's going to give you, you know, let's not think that there's any room for confusion on that score. We can edit that last sentence up. Now, assume that you have a wheelbarrow full of quarters, <laughs> and it's a finite amount of quarters. You, quarters. you don't have an infinite supply of quarters, and you've been charged with going into that break room and coming out with the most money possible. You would not divide that money into three equal piles and put an equal amount into each vending machine. You would spend 100% of your advertising money. You would spend 100% of your quarters on the machine that was going to give you the $5 for 50 cents, the 10x return. So why can't we do it completely that way in the real world? Well, because it's difficult to know as perfectly as we can in that analogy, exactly how well a marketing strategy is working for you. So you're always going to have some murkiness, and that's a good reason to stay diversified. I also wrote another article about this, and we can get into this in future podcasts. But as a concept, what we want to be doing as businesses is identifying the one needle-moving marketing strategy, and that which has the highest ROI, and maxing that out just like a Roth IRA. So to recap this episode, we wanted to come out of the gate with something a little bit controversial, but something that we deeply believe is true, something you're not going to get from other marketing materials on the internet. And just to recap, the two biggest misconceptions we see in treatment marketing are number one, call volume. Stop insisting on call volume, guys. It's killing you. Instead, insist on a down-the-line metric like admits per ad cost. And number two, this comprehensive marketing strategy nonsense which number one is allowing agencies and marketers who don't actually produce any return on investment to hedge what they're actually delivering. And number two is confusing things because if we believe Peter Thiel, we want to change our mindset and be identifying the single marketing channel, which is going to move the needle the most for us as business owners. So this has been the Treatment Marketing Podcast. I'm Nate, founder and CEO of Admit Scout. If you want to learn more about us, you can go go to admitscout.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Treatment Marketing Podcast. To get show notes for everything we mentioned in this episode, plus free marketing resources, go to admitscout.com slash podcast. Bad. Good.